Hey, welcome everybody to Synapse Philosophy Group. We are on page 101 of Dee Palmer's The Chiropractor's Adjuster, written in 1910. And we are in a great chapter, right where we're starting at the de uh, development of chiropractic. This is where we ended last time. And I think it's a really good place to start because there's misconceptions. And I made a quote today about you know, people think he stumbled on it and all of a sudden we had chiropractic, but he was building chiropractic for nine years. But I'm going to start right here. OK, everybody. Chiropractic had a beginning. The fundamental principles had to be discovered and from from them, other principles and the philosophy. Osteopathy, op, excuse me, osteopathy had a beginning. Dr. A.T. Still said, I began to give reason for my faith in April, 1855. 47 years later, he's teaching a class of less than a score of students when he named the science to osteopathy. I am not, uh, osteopathy, I am not informed. The principles had to be collected. Even if they, they were already known, A.T. Still is the developer and founder of the system known as osteopathy. Chiropractic had a beginning in September 1895. I did not wait 47 years before teaching it. I sometimes wish I had, or at least until I had developed the principles I discovered into a science. If I had done this, it would have saved much discussion, confusion, and a whole lot of falsehoods in regards to who discovered and developed the science of chiropractic. It is of such, of, of such a nature that I could have held uh, it a secret as long as I desired. I saw fit to date the beginning of chiropractic with the first adjustment, although quite a portion of that which now uh, constitutes chiropractic I had collected during the previous nine years. I'm going to stop there. Now, there are a lot of groups. I even have a video from the upper cervical group said that he stumbled across it and then developed it over time. He worked on that nine years when he was a magnetic healer, but taking those insights in what he found with people. Anybody have any clarity on that or want to add anything to it? I'm going to keep moving on then, okay? I was not the first person to replace a displaced vertebra as shown by a long article of Luxations. Chiropractic sunbeams but I was the first to use the spinous and transverse process as levers, whereby to rack into their normal position vertebra, which had been displaced. I simplified the handling of the vertebra. Instead of finding a few rare cases of vertebra which had been wrenched from their natural position, I found them very common. Indeed, I found displacements where the rule instead of the exception. Surgeons and physicians admitted that the vertebral luxations might occur and cause disease uh, conditions. But I was the first to assert by word of mouth in print by, uh, that by 95% of the diseases were caused by subluxated vertebra. The remaining 5% by slightly displaced joints other than those of the backbone. I was the first to describe how and why displaced vertebra and other joints cause disease conditions. I've created a science of vertebral adjustment. Now, the other 5% is the other thing that people get so stuck on in chiropractic. And, you know, what do you guys think about that? 
Anybody? All right, I'm going to keep going on. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, uh, uh, it has evolved so much uh, to, uh, since its uh, in, since its uh, birth in uh, nineteen. I mean, eighteen ninety-five. Um, uh, anything outside, like ribs? Uh, okay, the, does it really deal with disease conditions? Maybe not, but it definitely provides ease. Um, and what I was reading with uh, some of the other texts that he was talking about with the mental uh, processes. Um, a person being very irritable or uh, agitated because something is twisted in just the wrong way uh, could definitely cause a lot of mental turbulence uh, and discomfort uh, on a mental and spiritual side. Absolutely. And that's where, the, especially in the 1914, where he's talking about that spiritual connection. And even in just, just right about the, the, our last podcast, that's what he was talking about, was connecting the material with the spiritual. And Pasquale talked about us too, how important the material is just as important as the spiritual, because the spiritual needs the material to manifest itself. And, you know, when we're talking about this, the 5% and the whatever, you know, that's one thing where we're talking about having an effect on the system. You know, when my foot hurts, my whole body doesn't work right. The little rock in our shoe, you know, the story in chiropractic, the whole system's going to ride. But when there's a vertebra, what I was wondering, really, the first thing that came up to me, chiropractic sunbeams, in quotes. That, that threw me off, too. Like, I was like, what is that? <laughs> you know, displaced vertebra, as shown by long articles of, lux, of luxations, per quote, chiropractic sunbeams. Now... This is where that takes me, everybody, is to chiro subluxation. Also, sub means under. Bob, you got something? Go ahead. Well, Chiropractic Sunbeams was a newsletter that Didi wrote, and I think he was even writing some of them while he was incarcerated. Is that right? Yes, oh, sir. Wow. You have any copies of those? Is there a way we can see those? I don't believe so. I wonder if on chiropractic history, maybe it's a good thing to ask on that page. <clears throat> I would love sure to. Somebody has. I'm sure somebody has. Well, I look at it in this way. Sub Pasquale, he changed my life when he said sub. It means less than, but it also means under the expression of the light. And the chiropractic sunbeams, he says it right here. Long articles of subluxation or luxations expression of light under the expression of light that sunbeam chiropractic sunbeams that ties it all in for me on that that you guys follow that oh yeah i think that's beautiful and uh, i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna put that into one of my things soon if my children i tell you all i have are crayons to write on in this house <laughs> we, we have we have like 500 pens made up every two every every half year in my office <coughs> and i don't have any pens okay anybody else you want to mail him a pen Rob. mail him a pen <laughs> i got i got a purple crayon it works it works <laughs> i love it now i'll remember it forever with my kids right I'm, right I'm i'm circling that i'm circling it as we'll be, see, we'll, uh, we'll be seen later, of which only a copy of the most essential parts is here within presented, 
as the original is too lengthy to, for publication. Reverend, Rev, excuse me, I've been talking all day. Reverend Samuel H. Weed, now of Mammoth, Illinois, lives in Kelowna, Illinois. When I discovered the form and discovered and formulated the fundamental principles of the science and art of chiropractic. Now, here's the letter to Samuel Weed, and I'm not going to attempt to read that, everybody, in the next page. That's 102 to 103, and we can work on that later on, okay? At this time, we frequently met and conversed freely on my, uh, on, uh, my almost daily advancement. Therefore, Reverend Weed is familiar with the origins of chiropractic, in testimony of which see his letter which was quite lengthy. Therefore, the substance only of special interest was copied. I have the original letter. Okay. Volume one of the science of chiropractic states under the heading of historical Reverend Samuel Weed first met Dr. D.D. Palmer in 1894 after his daughter had been wonderfully cured by magnetic healing by him of a sprained ankle and threatened her, that threatened her life. Doctor then relieved him uh, by magnetic treatment of uh, splenic trouble and encaps in 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 what is that word encaps um capacitated him from from preaching incapacitated oh my gosh that was embarrassing so incapacitated him from preaching all right Mrs Weed and her little daughter took chiropractic adjustments early in 1896. And then much, and were much benefited. Afterwards, Mr. Reed Weed was also received adjustments for sciatica and got relief. About this time, I asked him to suggest a name in Greek for the science and art which I had created, one which would mean done by hand. Thus originated the word chiropractic. Pardon me for my mishaps in my reading. So a little bit of chiropractic history, I think, is important. We need that. We need to repeat it for the young. You know, we have people all over the world listening to this. 10,700 minutes of people listening to this last year only um, from around the world from this podcast. And, you know, we're changing the lives of chiropractors and the people they serve, which is even more important. So, you know, knowing our history from DD first. And then BJ, and then all the other stuff people come up with. I think it's important. All right. Anybody want to go over anything? The next line, why death is caused by impinged nerves and not by disease. Could you imagine if that was a headline in, uh, in JAMA? Hmm. I think we changed the world at that, right? The above and many other misstatements are made by chiropractors and not familiar with the principles of chiropractic. And then and there and therefore they need adjusting. So what he was saying is, I thought that was cool. But in reality, he just uh, gave us a one two punch and said, listen, chiropractor, death may be uh, physiologic, no impingement, no disease. Accidents may eliminate circulation, respiration or innervation, either one of the three functions uh, essential to life and no impingement upon the nerves. <coughs> Death may be physiologic or pathologic. 
The former occurs after a length of life recognized as being normal to mankind. From general, uh, general wearing out the, of the body to the performing of its function, this is usually known as death from old age. So we're not going to go into all these, but what he's saying is it's not only an impingement of the nerve that causes death. There are so many other reasons. People get ill. It's not only a subluxation for the body to die, but a clear functioning nerve system, the body has a higher chance of better function, right? Anybody else? Okay. What I have done in this, I skip a little bit. Okay, I've outlined this, if you didn't know, up to about page 400. To read every line in here would take us forever, all right? So uh, I'm going to skip down, what is life? And it's the second paragraph on page 106. What is life? Life is the result of combination of intellectual spirit and unintelligible matter. Whoa, okay. Life expressions are made manifest by acts, functions performed. Chiropractors should become acquainted with that which constitutes functions, the expression of life, and know whether they are physiological or pathological. I like that first statement right there. Life is the result of combination of intellectual spirit and unintelligible matter. Does spirit have intelligence? You know, is that where intelligence comes from? That's what he's saying in my way I'm reading it. What do you guys think? Spirit is, is innate as opposed to educated intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at a uh, definition of intellectual. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a really that's where I was going with it. What is the definition of intellectual? And uh, from in my viewpoint, uh, spirit, you know, uh, you're talking about a knowingness, uh, a sense of fully, like not, not even like uh, knowing that you know, but it's just a state of knowingness. Okay. Um, if I could say that, yeah. <laughs> the definition I have is terrible. Okay. This one says relating to the intellect. So I have to look up. <laughs> I hate those definitions. You know, omnipotence, that's where innate spirit is, is God, which is omnipotent. You froze. Omnipotent, all know. Can you hear me? Everything? Did I freeze up? Yeah, you okay. did. Yeah, you froze. You're okay now. Okay. So omnipotence, innate is from God, the omnipotent, the all-knowing, right? And that is the all-intellectual spirit. What do you guys think? I got some other definitions from Cambridge Dictionary on intellectual. Um, can I read a couple? Yeah. Uh, I got uh, relating to your ability to think and understand things, especially complicated ideas. 
um, a very educated person whose interests uh, are studying and other activities that involve careful thinking and mental effort related to the ability to think and understand ideas at a high level or involving ideas. So it also really, we're looking at, you know, I, you know, like back to the omnipotence, but also going the intellect, intellectual spirit needs the unintelligible matter. The matter is important for life, just as the intellect or the spirit. All right, the next line, the next paragraph, chiropractic idea of disease and the adjustable vertebra, therefore, is applicable to all animals which have vertebra, vertebral backbones. When chiropractic methods are understood by veterinarians, they will ease their cruel treatment. When uh, poultry raisers learn to adjust the backbones of their fowls for diseases, they will quit using remedies. I love that. <laughs> That's great. I, you know, you could see, you know, running through the chicken coop and, you know, adjusting all your chickens. <laughs> but, I, you know, I adjust dogs in my office and cats. I've adjusted snakes and hamsters and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, they have life. And it's the expression of life through matter. I like that part. So I wanted to add it in. All right. Anybody else on that page? We're going to move on. I'm going down. Instead of him quoting the other people, I'm going right to where Didi's part is. Okay. Because people get, they quote Didi, misquote Didi all the time because they quote the parentheses of, what he's correcting. So here, triune is is an epitaph used to express epithet. the what is it, epithet epithet the epithet used to express the unity of a trinity of persons in the Godhead, the makeup of the Trinity. It is considered a sacrilege to use the word for any other purpose. Spiritual is of the spirit. Spirit is not subject to physical or terrestrial laws. Spirit directs matter, man, beast, bird, fish, and the plants. It creates law. It is not a law itself. I'm going to pause there. I have that marked. I'm remarking it again. So, the comp, you know, just going back where they're looking at the human body represents actions of three laws, spiritual, mechanical, and chemical. He said spiritual is not a law. Okay. What makes chiropractic spiritual? Anybody? Spirit directs matter. Spirit directs matter. Matter, matter, matter without spirit is is inanimate and doesn't. Uh, you know, a rock has has uh, uh, universal intelligence, but not innate intelligence. It doesn't have spirit, although. But a tree 
is is actively uh, reacting to its environment and has an active spirit that allows it to adapt. So adaptation is a big part, right? It's able to adapt with the matter, right? Uh, hey, what was your original question? Why is spirit, what did I say? Is Why is spirit important in chiropractic? I think something like that, yeah. Or well, how is chiropractic spiritual or something to that degree? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in my understanding is uh, we are unlocking life force into the physical matter by uh, providing proper nerve tone. And in doing so, we're allowing the spirit to actually express itself through this physical matter a lot more effectively and efficiently uh, to do its uh, bidding here on in this plane. Yeah. Okay, I like that. That's great. That's great. Anybody else? It's uh, something that uh, we actually talked about at Self Center a lot back in the day is uh, every experience that we have on this physical plane comes in through the nerve system. So when you talk about removing interference to the nerves, let's talk about the sensory nerves and the afferent nerves and, and every Thing that every experience that we're having on this in this physical world is coming in through the nerves. So the less interference there is, the more of that ex richness of that experience we gain. That's beautiful. Absolutely. I'm going to quote something from DD from 1914 from the Moral and Religious Duty of a Chiropractor, that chapter. And chiropractic has pulled aside the curtain of ignorance, which obscured the cause of disease. In time, it will lift the veil of superstition, what has obstructed our vision of the great beyond. In time, spiritual existence will be as well known and comprehended as that of the physical world. We're doing so much more than what we are on this physical plane. The more we're in tune, antenna G-O-D, right, we're getting to our higher states of consciousness, higher states of being, and then higher states of spirituality. And I think those things are separate. And we're getting to a higher ability to connect spiritually. There you are, Carol. We got you now. But I think that's a powerful statement right there from D.D. Palmer. And since uh, Aura, he was he, he asked a question on uh, one of the pages on the chiropractic <laughs> history page about 1914. <laughs> Carol, I'm just going to mute you out if you don't mind. OK, it's just a little bit of background noise. All right. That uh, the 1914, he's talking about spirituality. He's not saying chiropractic is a religion. But he was taking this, you better take this very, very seriously. He's giving us purpose. It's a very important chapter. I didn't mean to cut you out there, Carol. There was just a little background noise, okay? Did you have something? I didn't want to stop you. Okay. I still want to dig into that 1914, but I do see the relevance of it being a duty as opposed to just strictly a religion or anything else. 
And, you know, I, I love that whole section. We might even do it again in the near future and just really break it down again that we've been doing this for such a long time. And uh, getting through 1910, you know, it's such a behemoth of a book. And it's, it, you know, it, it, you have to digest it. And DD is, it's just not easy to read. It's not a novel, you know. So we break it down a little bit. We might go on for this for a few more chapters and then go into something else a little bit. It might be again in 1914, but all right. Anybody else, any have any insights or want to add anything or need any clarity? I'll move on. All right. Where did I leave off here? Uh, chemical. You did spiritual. So you got chemical, mechanical. Chemical laws are confused. Yeah. Are confined to chemistry. Chemical pertains to the changes made by chemical analysis on compounding of elements. Mechanical relates to mechanics. It deals with the quant well, quantitative relationship, relations of force and matter, as distinguished from those which are mental, vital, and chemical. It is impossible to unite an individualized portion of the all-wise with two laws which have no affinity for or relationship with each other. These are uh, what is that word? Inconsinuous. I never saw that word. Inconsinuous. I wasn't even going to attempt it. All right. All wise, capital A is what he says. He keeps relating back to God. And, you know, people said, that, you know, being a whatever, you know, he was into what do they call it, spiritualist. Um, he mentions the. God, he mentions here the all wise with a capital A. I'm fairly sure he means God. Um, he mentions spirituality a great deal and, uh, and you know, uh, and the omnipotent. The living body is subject to vital forces, the expenditure of which is known as energy. It is not feasible to unite a spiritual entity or chemical action. The laws of chemi chemistry and, and kinematics are incongruous. Man is not a machine. He says that over and over again, and he doesn't like people to relate chiropractic or the body to a machine. A mechanical contri uh, contrivance run by mechanical power. The bodily functions are carried on by energy known as vital force. Now, this is where he, he, uh, uh, he you know, BJ uses the word mental impulse, and this is where he's, he's really talking to BJ. I'm going to read this again. The bodily functions are carried on by an energy known as vital force. Mental impulses are not power. They do not run the body. They are a production of innate spirit. Power and mental impulses are not synonymous. Man is not a machine. He is not subject to the laws which govern inanimate matter. Vital forces Furnishes, vital force furnishes the energy. Impulses direct them. Impulses are not made. They are created. Things which are made are artificially produced. I'm going to pause there a minute. BJ, over and over again, mental impulse, mental impulse, mental impulse. DD said, absolutely, positively not. Mental impulse is a product of the vital force. That's what I read from that. Anybody else? I think that's an important factor there because 
I read BJ. I like his books. We've gone through them. And ultimately, we just have to know these distinctions. Why Didi said this is very importantly, not vital uh, forces and mental impulses are not the same thing. Anybody want to clarify that? You got it. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, I'm just going to read this. I'm sure you've all read it yourselves before, but it's so worth hearing again. So if I can just bring it up. This is uh, also in the same book, 1910. In the early years of chiropractic, I used the terms innate, and then in parentheses it says spirit. Innate intelligence, in parentheses it says spiritual intellect. Universal intelligence, oops, I I messed up and lost it. One second. Oh, yeah. Uh, universal intelligence, and then in parentheses, it says God. Because, oh, keep messing this thing up. Because they were comprehensive, and the world was not prepared to receive the latter terms just mentioned in parentheses. It may be, even now, premature to use them. And so, you know, he was in a world where people were already turning their backs on God, thinking that to be scientific meant you wouldn't believe in such a stupid thing as God. And, you know, unfortunately, that sentiment, as he said, it may be still premature in 1910, maybe it's still premature in 2022 as well. But um, would you mind giving that quote what page that's on? Yeah, five, I think 547. Let me just look real quick here. Uh, 542. Because he says that multiple times. I, just for all the people listening, I want them to know where that quote comes from because it's extremely important for chiropractic. Okay. Pasquale talked about that with us as well. We use our terms, spirit, God, all those things. Yeah, that's important. And, you know, I, my, our, our, I, my seminar, our workshop, Nate Adjusting, um, is to adjust us towards spirit and people might not be ready for it. And what we talk about is the spiritually spirituality of chiropractic and getting towards from the innate to spirit. Cause I don't think there's as much power in innate as there is in using the term spirit. And I think spirit's very, very important and God over universal intelligence, right? Thanks for that, Bob. Anybody else on that? I mean, that's extremely vital for us. But the only thing I could add is uh, when he was talking about a vital force, to me, that's coming from directly from spirit versus mental impulses. Uh, you could uh, translate it down to like a, a, the mind or uh, just a mechanical uh, contribution. Yeah. And he does mention this later on. A mental impulse, you lift. I want to lift my arm. Mentally, you're saying I'm lifting my arm or whatever. Um, it doesn't have the power of a vital, the vitality, the vital forces, like you said, coming from spirit itself. Okay, I'm going to go on just a little bit more, and then we're going to stop, okay? Energy and impulses are not connected with the body, are not joined or fastened by an intervening substance. Energy, force, is not a fluid. It does not flow as a current. Chemical law, chemical laws are confined to chemistry, not to the body. The laws of mechanics are distinguished from that from from those which are mental, 
vital and chemical. The human body is subject to the laws of vital force. The laws which govern mechanics and chemistry do not govern human economy. And that goes right back with what you're saying again, Ara. A certain thought of uniting spirit and mechanical and chemical entities shows a lack of comprehension of terms. It's impossible to make a union of spiritual beings, a mechanical machine and chemical laboratory, which they're trying to do now, of course, download consciousness, right? So he's ranting a little bit. I could almost say him, see him saying, these are vital forces. We're talking about God and life in your body, you know? I think that's absolutely amazing. Anybody else? All right. How about we go on a little bit more? What do you guys think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Functions are not names given to actions. Vitalizing currents in parentheses, or quotes, excuse me, might refer to the flow of blood of, or serum, but not to actions which produce abnormal functions. Again, quotations, restores the passage of currents. And when he puts in quotations, he's talking about other chiropractors. This is the chiropractors adjusting us back to true north, right? They are too much, there may be too much flow of the fluids of the body. If so, they do not need restoring. Whenever a chiropractor states that he instantly locates wherever the cause of a certain disease is, you may put him down as an incompetent chiropractor. <laughs> that he is a grifter or a grafter, getting money for false pretenses. While I'm writing this article, a chiropractor from Davenport called and said, I can tell what ails anyone as far as uh, far away as San Francisco without asking a question. I used to know him as a blowhard. The writer of this card is MD and DC, a bad combination um, if the above card is a sample. A man, in quotations, a man is a, wonder, is a wonderfully made machine, end quotes. A machine is more or less a complex combination of mechanical parts as levers, cogs, sprockets, wheels, pulleys, shafts, spindles, ropes, chains, bands, uh, cams, and other turning and sliding pieces, springs, etc. Together with the framework and fastenings supporting and connecting them, a machine is designed to operate upon material to change it in its uh, uh, change it in some preconceived indefinite manner to lift or transport loads. Okay, in quotes, all nerves are distributed from the brain cells through the openings of the spine, in quotes. The 12 pairs of cranial nerves originate in the brain and emerge from the foramen of the skull. Spinal nerves arrive from the spinal cord and emerge through the intervertebral foramen and the vertebral column. The fibers of all the nerves may be traced into deep substances of the brain. Okay. Anybody want any input on that? Anybody have any insights or clarity? It was all a little bit of a mouthful of him saying, really, we're not machines. We're so much greater than that. And, you know, this is, you know, we're talking about industrializing the world at this point. And people at that point, you know, that 
The, the rest of the world is looking at people industrializing life, death, birth, and all those things, which we're in right now. He's also demonstrating here something that I think a lot of people, both inside and outside of our profession, don't acknowledge, which is his tremendous knowledge for his time of the physiology of the human body. Because he's saying here that 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 there are clearly it's quoted all nerves are distributed from the brain through cells through the openings of the spine and he's saying no you idiots there's all these cranial nerves that don't go through the spine but all the nerves connect to the brain and wow. and he's he's showing his knowledge of human anatomy which advanced for his time i believe i would absolutely agree absolutely and, you know, just like we're talking, he's, this is before Schrodinger's cat, it's before quantum physics, and he's talking in quantum, making up new, you know, quantum thought before it even existed. Same with Stevenson's, we've gone through those things. It's just amazing, Didi was, I think, you know, we know so far ahead of his time, and just genius. And he read it all, he researched everything. <coughs> Anybody else? Or anything else, Alan? I didn't mean to cut you off if I did. No, no, we're good. All right. Let's pause right there. It's 842, and we went through a lot. Let's digest that a little bit. Um, what I have here, um, that three, and I skipped to 109, then 115. 115 is where he starts talking about BJ, and uh, I think it's pretty funny, actually. Um but uh, we'll see where we go with this. Let me reread through some of that stuff and see where we go. For sure, we left off on 107, 108 and 109 today, okay? Yep. Does that sound good for everyone? And, uh, you know, we'll pick things back up and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. And I've got to give a little plug for my workshop, January 29th at Life University. And I think we're going to be on campus this time, which is pretty exciting um, for a Nate adjusting workshop. It's going to be a hands-on. We're going to be actually putting application into adjusting um, in a tonal, in a uh, dural sense, in adjusting to the dura for the first time for many people. So I've got to put my plug in for that January 29th. Okay. Anybody else? Anything closing things? Bob, you unmuted. What you got? What's up? Well, I was just when you were talking about Didi and, and how, how advanced he was, I don't believe that there was any mistake in that he was handed the ball because anybody else, well, I don't know if anybody else, but it doesn't seem like many people would have been qualified to take the experience of adjusting a, a deaf man and having his hearing restored and turning it into what what it really became, which is the, the chiropractic principle. It's just too f large of a step for most people to ever take. And, and if you think about Didi, he had the largest osteological uh, collection in the world. He had a bigger, he had more bones and skeletons and stuff than like Harvard University. I mean, the guy just was so ready for this and he was so prepared for this on so many levels. That I believe God looked down and said, oh, I want chiropractic to be in this world, and I know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to hand it off to Didi Palmer. <laughs> and that's why we have to pay him, you know, so much respect. Absolutely positive. Thanks for that, Bob. I mean, 
It's why we have to break his stuff down. It's not easy to read. You get young students, new chiropractors, old chiropractors that haven't even read up to page 109 of the 1910 book, you know? So we've got to give him homage. And that's why we're doing this because he absolutely deserves it. And I mean, who else would have done that? I mean, it's mind boggling. You're absolutely right, Bob. Anybody else? This is a good night. We got a lot. We went through a lot of different things within the philosophy and structure of chiropractic. I loved it. All right. New Ara Bagdasarian in our group tonight, man. I am so happy to have you. And Alan Lichter, I missed you. You've been around the horn getting traveling around the world and getting on here and Carol and Bob, you know, you guys are all over the place at Sherman and Carol's a PHC now. And uh, you know, we're happy to have everybody and I'm, I'm stoked to have this group and uh, we're touching the lives of millions of people through the hands of chiropractors that are on it, that come in 10,700 minutes listened to last year of this. And, you know, that's touching chiropractors around the world. So I'm excited. I'm honored to be a part of it. And I'm honored to have all you guys here. All right. Well, that's it. I love and appreciate you guys. I, I want to say hi to you, too. Ara Bagdasarian. Good to see you, buddy. Nice to see you, Bob. All right. Nice. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Have a beautiful night. I hope I see you all next week. Okay. Good night. Good night.